Welcome to Catholic Money Talk, where we talk about all things money and finance, and we try to do it through a lens of being Catholic, where our ultimate goal is to one day be in heaven with the Lord. I am your host, Paul Scarfone. Thank you for being here today. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I am joined again by my wife, Taryn, and uh, we're going to just talk a little bit about some Christmas things that we like to do and just some memories and things that we would encourage ourselves and you to think about, particularly in this Christmas season. But before we do that, let's say a prayer in the name of the Father and of the Son of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We ask you for all the grace and wisdom that we need to face the challenges or the circumstances that we find ourselves in. We know that you love us and you have a great plan for us. Allow us to yield to your Holy Spirit. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. So one of the things I was recently thinking about, we were encouraged to about a week ago, just as we're praying, that whenever Christ shows up in a new way in our life, and that can be at Sunday Mass, it can be in a moment in prayer on a retreat, but we should be changed. We should be changed. And, you know, as we approach Christmas, tonight's Christmas Eve, we go to Mass. And in a particular way, we should really think of how we can experience the Lord in a new way so that we're changed. One of our favorite traditions is once the kids go to bed, right, Taryn, we start putting out kids' presents, and what movie do we watch? It's a Wonderful Life. I love It's a Wonderful Life. How long have we been doing that? Uh, about 20 years. Yeah. It's really, if you haven't seen it, uh, this, is, this will be a bit of a spoiler alert, but it's a great movie, and just a quick recap of it. So George Bailey grows up wanting to travel, never gets the opportunity to do it, gets roped into his family's business, which is a building savings and loan bank. And on a Christmas Eve, his uncle, who he works with, misplaces a large sum of money. They can't find it. George is afraid he'll go to jail. He's just the reality of, you know, doing air quotes, his miserable life, just everything kind of gets in front of him. And he has this sense that he'd just be better off dead if the world just didn't exist without him. And he has this chance to kind of experience that. And at the end of the story, his problem is solved because all of these people in his life love and appreciate him and everything he's done. And he goes from this feeling of my life is miserable. I never get to do what I want to it's a wonderful life. And I was just thinking about this the other day. Nothing actually changed in his life. He didn't find the money, right? Everyone kind of pitched in to get it to him. But he still has the job that he doesn't like. He still has the, you know, the 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 evil villain in the story, Mr. Potter, is still opposed to him. He still exists. He's still in town. He still doesn't get to travel. He's still in his old drafty house. All these things that he complained about through the movie, they're all still present. But his whole attitude changed because he took on one of just great gratitude. And so as we approach this Christmas, I would encourage all of us, and Taryn and myself, we can chat about it here, 
But what are some of the greatest things that we have great gratitude in our life that maybe we can renew in a new way this Christmas so that so that we can be changed? What's a big thing that you're pretty grateful for or a little thing? First off, I'm always grateful for Paul and our children. Um, that's a given. And it can be overwhelming sometimes having a large family. It's busy. It can be loud. Um, so just taking time to be grateful for them, even during the chaos, is something that I could definitely work on. The next thing that I'm very grateful for is we have a lot of good friends. We have other families that we're friends with, some of our best friends. It's mutual. Paul is good friends with the husband, and I'm good friends with the wife. So being able to share those relationships with each other and have our children have friends with their children, it really, really enriches our life. One of our favorite traditions is we, um, a few years ago, we invited a family over for brunch on New Year's Day and they didn't go home. They ended up hanging out and hanging out and hanging out. And finally, we were like, do you guys want to stay for dinner? So we've nicknamed that day like after that family. And that's become one of my favorite traditions during the Christmas season. It's New Year's Day. It was great that that time they were with us and we're hanging out. And it's something about hanging out with good friends, how fast the time goes by. And literally, we're kind of watching the clock and being like, oh, I need to make some food for our little kids because they're going to have to go to bed soon. And I'm starting to pull things out to prep for dinner. And we look at the couple and we go, would you guys like to stay for dinner? And this is, I think we're planning on, what's this, the third year we'll do that? This is our the third year that we're going to have them for the whole day. And we do puzzles and play board games and the kids might watch a movie and we end up in separate parts of the house and end up together. And it's just a day full of friends and relationships. And it's just a very joyful time. And we are definitely blessed with those types of relationships. I think for myself, when I think of what areas can I have gratitude for that can change me or change my heart, in particular this Christmas. One of the things that I was recently thinking of is there's moments where we can be with our really good friends who think like we do. They're in pursuit of the same things we are, namely trying to love our families and get them to heaven. And then at times at Christmas, we can get pulled to other family celebrations, extended family, whatever it might be, And it's easy to kind of try to slip into some comfortable role or some comfortable maybe hat that we've worn or wear around our extended family. And and I'm encouraged that I need to try to be a better witness to those people that maybe don't have the same gratitude and joy that I have for, for the most basic thing, which is the Lord coming at Christmas, becoming man to die for my sins, to die for our sins, to actually redeem us. And that should be the center of all of our joy, right? The the moment we experience that, some of us may call that a conversion moment in our life, but sometimes it can get so distant in the past and some of the zeal or joy we had around those moments, those conversion moments just kind of dissipate. And so 
I would love to recapture that more in my life so I, that I can be more of a just witness to the people around me, uh, particularly to Taryn and my kids. We can get so comfortable with each other. It's so easy to complain around each other. It's so easy to be, you know, grumpy. Tomorrow morning I might open a present and not have what I wanted and I could be a little... <laughs> Oh man, I my kids do it, right? And sometimes even as adults, we can kind of go into that that feeling. But just having a great gratitude for the presents, right? Whatever my kids give. I mean, it's so funny when our kids give us presents. They can be the the cut and paste from kindergarten or from preschool. A Taryn, one of her favorite gifts was what was that ornament from Sammy, our 3-year-old last year? Uh yeah, it was a clear plastic ball with oh yep I'm sorry I'm getting ornaments confused I have two favorites one of them is it's Sammy's preschool made him look like one of those like jib jab characters and they just laminated inside clear plastic so that it looks like a snow globe so it looks like this photo of him is just hanging out with inside a snow globe which is adorable and hilarious And my other favorite ornament is a clear plastic ball with a length of ribbon for how tall the child was that year. So just really sentimental, tugs on mom's heartstrings now when it comes back out and she's like twice that height. And there's really, you know, those moments of gratitude we have in like the little ways. It's so great when we can kind of tie it back to the source of all of our gratitude, which is just joy in the Lord and great hope and trying to get to heaven one day. But that those moments of gratitude, those moments of appreciation, be able to say thank you to other people, particularly on Christmas morning with our kids and our close family. But even as other celebrations might unfold with extended family or maybe even friends or neighbors, maybe work celebrations, those, those might have already happened already. But when we can be that witness, when I can be that witness of gratitude and just to articulate my thanks to people and really show them how gratitude in what the Lord has done for me can kind of overflow into these other areas. And when I think, you know, go back to It's a Wonderful Life, I get teary-eyed at the end of that because there's there's been so many moments in my life where I feel like there's no way this is going to get fixed, right? It's just, I've messed up. I'm not worthy of whatever, right? This situation, there's no way I can fix it. Recently, something happened, and I said to Taryn, I'm like, well, I just messed this up so badly, the Lord can't even fix it. And as I'm saying it, I'm like, you know, the joke is kind of coming out of my mouth, being like, this is so ridiculous that I'm feeling this way. But in, in you know, some of you listening, there's going to be moments, and Taryn and I have, and I have had those moments where, it just feels crushing that there's nothing we can do to fix the situation and we can feel hopeless and lost. But when we just go back to the biggest situation, the biggest problem we've ever had to face, which was our own salvation, we didn't need to face it. The Lord took care of it and he can take care of everything. And it's a wonderful life at the end when he comes to the realization that there's nothing he actually had to do, right? His wife, Mary, is the one actually that ran around and got the word out that George needs help. But in the end, everything, all the people 
that were around him in his life, right? Who the Lord put around him in his life, those situations that the Lord put him in and that George, you know, met, whether it's with great grace and courage at times and sometimes not, but the Lord had a great plan. And it brings him to this final moment in this movie where he just has a huge paradigm shift and an understanding of how awesome his life is and how much he is loved and all the wonderful, awesome things he has been able to do that might not have been what he wanted to do. They weren't what he wanted to do. But he sees the grand picture that the Lord kind of painted in front of him, and it just brings him such great joy. And I hope all of us can kind of experience that in a particular way this Christmas season. So from Taryn to myself, Merry Christmas. We wish you all Merry Christmas. And definitely join us in the new year as we talk about more things uh, for Catholic Money Talk. Thank you for joining us today. Have a Merry Christmas. God bless you and your whole family. Thank you for listening to Catholic Money Talk. I hope you join us again next time. Please click subscribe in your podcast app to get notified of new episodes. God bless you and have a great day.